0: This is the Sinistar Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode two hundred and one of the Sinistar Podcast. I'm Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Viafania.
0: and I'm Jocelyn Durand.
1: We're back after a week off because um, of uh, the yeah. hell week that was in Texas. Uh, the um, the power outages during the winter storm, water outages, all that good stuff. Uh, I f- I know Cody. You lost power for a while. Yeah, in cell service.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was a time. The worst of it was I think in uh, I had eight hours of power in the span of twenty four hours was the worst of it. For what me.
1: did you do? What
2: did you do?
0: <laughs> Seriously, especially you.
2: Yeah. Well, so <laughs> the thing was, my the cell surface was going out too, like you said. So the LTE was gone. So I had nothing. And so I listened to FM radio. I listened to 99.5 Kiss for like six hours.
1: <laughs> How many times did you hear a Godsmack song? Oh, there was Godsmack, Disturbed, Metallica, Metallica, <laughs> Metallica. <Oof. laughs> all the all the great
2: stuff.
0: I would have just walked out into the snow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, is better than this. I uh,
2: I listened to FM radio and I read a chapter of a book that I have not touched since.
0: <laughs> by by
1: candlelight or what? On my Kindle. Oh. Yeah, okay. You don't have a you didn't have a, like anything like saved, uh downloaded to it or anything? Is it a like a paper white or is it one of the It's a it's a Kindle Oasis. Uh um, I don't know what that is. It's like a step above the
2: paper white. It's like their luxury uh model. So it's of, not a uh, it's not Kindles. a tablet
1: tablet. It's a No,
2: it's it's still the e reader, but it's got like page buttons on the side and stuff. Oh. Um, but no, I I had a bunch of books on there already and I just, I, I cracked one open that I hadn't read before, read a chapter, went to bed and then never touched it again. (laughs) What about you?
1: What about you, Jocelyn? Did y'all keep power the whole time?
0: Yeah, we were lucky we had power the whole time, but, um, we lost water just like you. I I think for less time than you did, we had it. For uh, a week without water, and it was not fun. We still have, you know, all our jugs everywhere that were boiled that we're still using because the pipes they have to oh, run a certain amount of time before you can use
1: it. You so. had a uh, um, yeah, like a bunch um, of bottles. By the way, why like do not you break- just use your? Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You, no, it, it was like, like a you were breaking- writing a meth.
0: <laughs> yes, talk. exactly. Yeah, meth lab. <laughs> why did.
1: didn't you just use your pool water? By the way, we
0: were to flush the toilets, but oh, okay. you can't drink chlorinated water.
1: Well, you can you shouldn't.
0: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> just, just put a like straw th- up into your pool and just take it, a sip. It was like first world problems. We're using our pool water to flush oh, yeah. oh. our toilets. <laughs> you know, it's like, we were melting snow. It felt ridiculous.
1: Um. Yeah, we <sighs> had we lost water for like three days, so we were. Oh,
0: okay. Thin. Well, then, yeah. You were yeah. all. Gr- I thought it was longer. I thought you didn't have it for like two weeks or something.
1: Oh no 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 no. Uh, we would have been. <laughs> I, it's made me seriously look at like the uh, the Tesla well. battery Tesla battery. no not a well I don't want a well Had <laughs> a well at my uh my first house that we lived in in my it's my grandparents house now and uh the well is still there I don't know if they ever run it or my grandfather ever runs it but um it's made me seriously look at getting one of those Tesla wall battery things uh, is but is it like, like a
0: generator basically
1: no it's literally a battery uh-huh like in it um you know, you can charge. You can, uh, you know, either like it'll drip charge like from your house, mm-hmm. or you can have solar charging. Um, Ooh. So it's like just a big. It's it's like a big uh, one of those. Uh, you know, one of those things, like one of these things, the battery backup for your uh-huh, cell phone. Yeah, it's just a big one of those. Um, but like, I noticed uh, a lot of the paid programs running now overnight are for like generator. Mm, backup generators sense. so anyway yeah, so we I took last a, week off and it sucked yeah
2: i have a friend that lives in um in south texas like close to the border and in the valley and um and they lost power for about like six days Fuck me. like like their power went out on monday and i don't think that they got it back until saturday if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah my sister lost power at her house and she was pissed uh, like message, sending me like all these messages like like just cursing out CPS and <laughs> like yeah.
0: Well, what's crazy? I had a friend that lost it at like 10 p.m. So you're like you're like great, we're fine, we're fine. And then when you can't leave because it's freaking you know hell outside and the ice is like starting again, all of a sudden you lose power. Well, that's, that's what that they sucks. were
2: they were doing is they were rotating things so like it yeah, would be they, like but they weren't. Th- they weren't to start off and then they started doing it. So it would be like seven hours of power and then, um, and then seven hours off and then three hours on and then three hours off. And it would just kind of rotate like that. And then, so it would be in, in the middle of the night and either your power would flicker on or flicker off. And, um, yeah, it was cold outside. <laughs> it was, you know, like 15 degrees outside during all that. So yeah.
1: it sucked and I mm-hmm. was pissed mm-hmm. off. And I still have this... Can you see this rowdy bruise? Oh, yeah. I
0: remember the picture. Can you see
1: that bruise? Look at Dang. that. It's like an old man bruise. Like <laughs> the ones that like... You're just like... It, like Grandpa's got a bruise. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> it's half it his body. Just, it just stays there for like a month. Um, yeah. Anyway, now it's warmer. That yeah. sucked. Um, anyway, uh, before we move on, uh, I do want to mention... Uh, and we'll mention this at the end of the show too. We are giving away something, guys. We have our first giveaway in a long time. Uh, we're giving away some uh, digital codes for the virtual premiere of "Coming to America," happening this Thursday, uh, courtesy of uh, Amazon. And if you want to win those tickets, all you have to do is leave a review of this show—maybe not this episode, but you know the show in general. Leave a review of this show on iTunes. Take a screenshot and send it to podcast at Cinesnob.net and we'll, uh, we'll pick the winners on Tuesday. So,
0: Leave a five-star uh, review. Leave a
1: five-star review, yes. Yeah. Leave us a one-star you can, you
0: know. Go F yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll end up like that dog
1: and coming to the first movie. <laughs> um yeah so uh leave us a five-star review on itunes screenshot it send it to podcasts in dot snob.net and you could win it to a uh, uh, pass to the virtual screening i'm not sure how that's gonna go it's like a timed one so um
0: can i enter
1: you cannot. <laughs>
0: Dang. I mean, you
1: can leave us a review if you haven't. I mean, you I might think, as well.
0: I think I I did.
2: I mean, you can use a burner iTunes account and, okay. and a burner email and Sounds like good. elaborately enter if you wanted. It's like if you truly wanted to, <laughs> that would be weird. It'd be a lot
1: of effort. Yeah, especially It'd be like, since
0: it's Boston and Buran? Yeah,
1: it's just, my name. <laughs> just you with a mustache, like exactly. a curly mustache. Yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, do we. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that again at the end of the show. Um, But yeah, so we do have some news for this week, Cody. uh, Paramount Plus, something you're very excited about, is Mm. launching. Moderately excited. Oh come on, you were talking about it like for a week solid.
0: He's excited. I talked about about it for
1: a day. day. Anyway, you're excited about something that will be on. So Paramount Plus, if you don't know, is the uh, what uh, CBS All Access is uh, transforming into. Um, CBS All Access, previously best known for housing um, Star Trek original Star Trek shows, and then some other stuff like Twilight Zone Twilight, Zone, Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone, which I've never actually watched, and then uh, The Good Fight, uh, the Good Wife spinoff. Um, Cody, tell us uh, what you're so excited about for Paramount Plus. Well, there's a few things that
2: that I think are worthy of note. Um, because I think, first and foremost, um, the big news that came out was that Paramount is going to uh, change the theatrical window, um, which is, you know, we've been inching towards this for a long time. Um, and basically what Paramount is going to do is um, their smaller, smaller movies are going to be shrunken down to a 30-day theatrical window, and the larger tentpole movies are going to 45 days, which means that later this year... Um, Mission Impossible 7, A Quiet Place Part 2, and uh, a few other movies will be hitting Paramount Plus 45 days after they come out in theaters. Mm -hmm. And for people who don't know, 90 days is the window right now. So it's cutting the window in half. Um, And I'm interested to see if this turns out to be an experiment or if we're just headed in this direction. Um, uh, We'll talk about a little bit how the day and date uh, thing might work, but... um, uh, and then there's just been some uh, announcements for, I've got the, their list of stuff. They announced a shit ton of content. Um, so, so
1: the the idea is that um, they're kind of mining their IP, mm-hmm. I guess. Anything that's been like on a, a Viacom product, is it still called Viacom? I don't know. I think it might just be CBS
2: I actually do think it is Viacom.
1: Anyway, stuff that uh, MTV stuff. Viacom CBS
2: is what they're called. Viacom CBS.
1: Uh, MTV stuff, Nickelodeon stuff, uh, Comedy Central stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, there's new uh, programming and new movies based on this stuff, including a brand new Beavis and Butthead movie.
2: Yeah. In addition, so we what we already knew is that there's a Beavis and ButtHead um, reboot coming on Comedy Central, um, and this is separate from that. Uh, this is a, I guess, a, f- a full length movie that's happening, which is exciting for me, uh, for a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, oh,
1: I love, I loved, I loved uh, the first one, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Beavis and ButtHead. I just don't know what uh, a movie means now. Yeah, because yeah, it says
2: it says in the press release that it's a movie adventure to kick off the new series. So I don't oh. know if it's going to be like a like a a bridge thing or if it's going to be like an extended episode. I, I don't really know.
1: You know, I do want to bring up. Uh, I, that reminds me, I wanted to bring up uh, Beavis and ButtHead in a, in a in reference to a movie we're going to talk about later today. Uh, but it's, it seems like a strange thing for me to. Uh, what you don't, you were I'm like, which movie? I can't wait. Yeah, Minari, for Minari, sure. no, uh, <laughs> Tom, it's Tom and Jerry, but yeah, um, so the uh, Beavis and Butthead is going to be the re- revival will be on Comedy Central, which is basically gutted its lineup. It's a matter over there, Cody.
2: I can just, I'm watching my cat slowly knock things off. Oh, uh, <laughs> and it, yeah, He's
1: anyway, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Tom and Jerry, yeah. um, the uh, Comedy Central's basically gutted its lineup for reboots of cartoon series uh, mm-hmm. from the 90s. Yeah, wasn't uh, the
0: Rugrats one?
1: Rugrats is, that... is another one. That's coming to uh, Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, there's something else. Another Reno 911. Yeah, Reno Stop.
2: 911.
0: Reno 911, the Hulk okay. for QAnon. I mean, you I'm had me at it. hello. <laughs> now I mean, I th-
1: th- you know Frasier? A Frasier yeah. reboot.
0: I thought I don't know. I thought he's problematic or something, isn't? Isn't he's
1: there? a right winger, but he doesn't. He's not obvious about it.
2: There hasn't no, been
0: he, anything that happened.
2: His career was revived with Money Plane, so I think. Uh, oh, no. oh,
0: that's right,
2: Jared. Money yeah, Money there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I think he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, there was um, talks about a Fraser revival years ago too. Like immediately afterward. Yeah, because I think he like didn't he get married to like in the show like married to Laura Linney and they moved to Boston or so, like back to Boston or something I don't know I have the, no idea anyway uh yeah it's, it's probably just gonna be one of those things that it just ignores what happened before and all of a sudden he's back in Seattle and uh anyway uh what else was there uh feels like there was something else in, big in terms of saying.
2: content there's uh a weekly Trevor Noah show oh, yeah yeah um, there's a workaholics movie. There's, uh, uh, a live action door, the Explorer, uh, another one. Yeah, but a series. Oh, um, um and, uh, there's, uh, the, uh, there's a show being made based on the Italian job. Uh,
1: <laughs> what? There's a halo
2: <laughs> show, a Flashdance reboot. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth, um, The Parallax View. The,
1: the, the David Bowie movie?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. It, it, <laughs> wow. With, with Chiwatel
1: Edge of Four. Hmm. I feel like you're
0: playing Mad Libs right now and just like.
1: It is interesting that. Um, sticking you know random this, words out there. This <laughs> is Gre- one of those. The Grease, a Grease prequel? <laughs> what?
2: With. <laughs> it's called Grease:
1: The Rise of the Pink Ladies. With Millie oh, Bobby God. Brown. <laughs> maybe may uh, <laughs> it is funny that uh I guess this probably marks the you know is this one of those things that marks the end of being able to see a paramount movie anywhere else streaming or is this going to be uh, one of those things that, that is this going to be one of those things like with HBO and Warner Brothers where this stuff still gets licensed around I like, don't know he- I
2: it, I I would have to imagine it depends on if it's like a co-production or if it's a straight up you know paramount release um but i have to imagine they're going to try to corner the market on their own streaming service
1: see that's what i thought with hbo too but then you can you still get that stuff that's spread around like i i figured you know with this kind of walled garden approach that all these streaming services are taking it is weird that like you can only watch the marvel movies minus spider-man on disney plus but like if you want to watch harry potter you know like oh it left hbo max which is owned by warner brothers which produced the films and it's licensed to peacock now so it's just a weird setup um i'd prefer if they're if they're just going to build their own little playgrounds i'd prefer they all just stay in one spot yeah personally but anyway i already subscribe as cbs all access which kind of sucked before Mm -hmm. um but maybe now it'll be better it had some like like just ancient cartoons on it too. Like you could watch inspector gadget.
0: And oh my God. I loved inspector gadget. I wish I had yeah. known that before. Um,
1: I,
2: I, I, will be interested to see if this brings over any other, um, you know, older stuff, you know, like, like, it, like what kind of archives of Nickelodeon is it going to have? Right. Or, you know, um, what kind of, uh, well, you like know,
1: comedy central or, uh, you know, MTV, yeah. Any of those things that that kind of were lost to time, mm-hmm. like you know, Comedy Central. Like, are you going to have all of the, um, you know, the the stand up specials you produced? You know, like liter- that,
2: that, that's uh, there's a ton of it on CBS All Access right now,
1: right? But I mean, you're going to have like all of those, um, like you know, premium those, blend and shit. Yeah, like any all that stuff that that you know that lives on. That's always been the biggest issue for me with uh, comedy comedy specials on on uh comedy central is they would disappear you know they would you couldn't access them again um you know and then mtv you know hey give us uh remote control or whatever whatever you have rights <laughs> to i guess or 120 uh, minutes singled out or oh, uh, gosh. yeah 120 minutes would be weird because wasn't that just videos
0: yeah but no they would have like live interviews and
1: With matt pinfield mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i used to love pinfield yep he was the host every Sunday night.
1: What was um, Headbangers Ball was Ricky Rackman, right? Yeah. Show me some old TRL clips.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah. Back when Carson Daly was the man and not just the chubby guy on the Today Show. So anyway, Paramount Plus launches, uh, I think, on Friday, right? March 5th? Mm-hmm. Cool. March well, the 5th be with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we move on? Um. No. No. All right. Let's move on to reviews.
2: Here are this week's reviews.
1: First up, we have Tom and Jerry. This hotel has been host to four presidents, three popes, two kings, and we're about to host the wedding of the century. Do you think you're qualified to take on this position?
0: I shine under pressure like a diamond. Or Rihanna.
1: (laughs) One other thing. We have a mouse problem. With the what now? Yeah, yeah, I'll catch it, sir. Oh
2: wow, this is so detailed. We could hire an exterminator. Or we can leverage millions of years of predatory evolution.
1: This is, of course, based on the 81-year-old characters of Tom and Jerry um, that you probably watched. Um, If you were like me, you watched it, but you were disappointed it wasn't a Bugs Bunny cartoon as a child. Uh, Jocelyn, tell us about Tom and Jerry and what you thought of it.
0: My pleasure. So it's, as you saw, a mix of animation and... um, Oh, sorry, my phone's going off. So it's like live, live action and animation kind of a combination of both. Um, And the premise is that Tom and Jerry are in New York and they both end up at a hotel where Chloe Grace Moretz also kind of stumbles into um, and kind of cons her way into being like an event planner at this like real fancy hotel. Um, And you know, also at this, at this hotel is, you know, the wedding of a century between, uh, Colin Jost and, um, I don't know who the other actress is, but so they're, they're having their, you know, huge wedding. And, um, I, I don't even know. They're like social
1: media influencers, right? Yeah, that's the story.
0: Yeah, that's a part of it. (laughs) There's a lot going on. (laughs) There's a lot going on in this movie. Um, so then, you know, halfway through there's, uh, like a, an Indian wedding also and that it's like this huge, you know, kind of like Bollywood type of a thing. And, um, and, <laughs> and the whole thing, it just gets really out of hand very quickly. I think, um, you know, I was happy to watch it just, you know, for like the nostalgia of like watching a, a Tom and Jerry movie, but, um, but I really feel like they did way too much. I feel like they could have done so much less with this and I would have enjoyed it so much more. It could have just been the two characters, you know, running around doing their old antics and maybe having like, you know, a a little more of a storyline, but I I mean, there is just so much going on in this movie.
1: Yeah. The actress's name is Pallavi Sharda. Thank you. Um, I guess it kind of, um, uh, it's kind of a uh Nick jonas uh uh Priyanka chopra, yeah, vibe. yeah,
0: exactly uh-huh that's like the couple Jost and um
1: I mean but co- that yeah she
0: just said play, but um <laughs> oh, they're really unlikable the, the and i I think they're supposed to be kind of unlikable,
1: I didn't and agree, I don't think she is. I think they're just kind of bland uh, w- yeah it's all bl- very bland but anyway Well
0: and the, and then there's some odd jokes like about uh Colin Joe's like serving prison time for white collar like crimes and I'm like what is going on here like I don't understand how this is supposed to make sense or or what what they're <laughs> trying to do
1: Look yeah Yeah okay. but it-
0: but I will say I I really enjoyed the animated parts like like when you're talking about Tom and Jerry, like I loved that part. Like I loved seeing Jerry in his like cute little mouse uh, room in the hotel, and like him using all the different things. It was to, like,
1: sl- it was pretty slick.
0: Oh, I was like, can I move into his apartment? Like it is adorable, and I loved it. And so- <laughs> and when so when it's like when it's about Tom and Jerry, I loved it. And then when it was like about all the rest of everything. Uh, oh, and then Ken Jung is thrown in. He's like a. Uh, a chef, like a really high-strung chef at the hotel. I, no, Ken Jong played a,
1: a high-strung mm-hmm. character. <laughs> I know. He did. And, he did have the best line in the movie, though. Oh, I
0: can't wait to hear it when, what, what that
1: when was. Uh, he talked about his son, and it was like that big fat dude. <laughs> oh that was, yeah, that, that was
0: hilarious. That was kind of yeah. funny. it was a surprise, yeah. but yeah, and then it gets all sappy and <laughs> sentimental at the end. And like I said, I just I really did not care about the story that was happening around the two,
1: you know, Tom and Jerry characters. So, Cody, what about you?
2: Yeah, well, my complaints are going to be strange because you're going to go like, oh yeah, well, obviously, because this movie's not this movie's not created for me, so you know, finding it dumb and stupid is you know, <laughs> fairly obvious, but. The movie, its this—is a weird, weird movie. Um, just the <laughs> just its its existence is strange, because like, I the the animation, I like it, it's 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 weird to have like characters acting or uh, acting with like two D strange animation like like uh, um, I just I just don't think the animation looked good. I mean, and it was a weird cross between like um like. I'll I'll say this. So the the way that it uses animation I think is very strange as well. Because for some reason every animal in the movie is is animated, but the animals use real objects. So like so like like it, it's just weird. It's I
1: can't. But that, I don't that's know what how... that's what Roger Rabbit did.
0: It, it had a Roger Rabbit feel to it, as far as like the mix between animation and like the, when, yeah, they, when they were
1: when, when roger like the the tunes and roger rabbit were in the real world they used real objects
2: yeah it's i don't know i, I just it was weird i mean there's
1: a lot more problems than just that yeah <laughs> um i
2: i you know the cast is an interesting thing i think you know poor chloe moretz is really trying and i and i appreciate the the effort on her end um you know, uh, Michael Pena is doing. If you've seen Michael Pena in a comedy in the last ten years, he's doing the same character that he's done <laughs> a thousand times. Um, you know, it's 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 him. What did gets, you
1: call him? The Mexican weirdo? Yeah, the, yeah,
2: yeah, That's basically what he was. Uh, like, so like he's basically. He's, so his he's, name was Cody.
1: Oh, that's mean. <laughs> I don't think uh, his name. was Oh, you're are oh, you joking? Yeah, she's referencing me. She's calling me a Mexican weirdo.
0: You could have thrown it right back to me, and you. Did
2: it. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I don't see race. Um oh, right. or ethnicity. Yes, I think it's not race, but okay, I don't see ethnicity. Uh but like, like basically it. it's it's his Ant Man character, right? I mean, like that's basically it's his Ant Man character. Uh, you know, he's not quite as weird as as his observe and report character, but you know, he's got like a weird accent and I don't know. Um <laughs> Colin Jost, my God, what is he doing in this movie? Uh he's 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 almost playing it like too simple, like like too relaxed um and it's it like his vibe is very strange. I don't think I think he actually has a couple of funny parts in it, but it's a weird deadpan humor for a movie that is not subtle at all. Like his 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 performance is too subtle for this particular movie. Um if that makes yeah,
1: sense. Yeah, there was a there was a, li- a nice little uh, like post-credit joke with him. I don't know if you made it that far. I didn't. Uh, where he asked if he had to pay for two weddings because of the disaster, and they're like, "Yeah, basically." Anyway, it was yeah. Sounds I get what hilarious. You're uh, I, I, look, man, <laughs> it, I mean, it was slim pickings. Yeah,
2: and, look, I, and, and, and I think you know, like Jocelyn said, the, the movie spends a lot of time away from Tom and Jerry, and so you know, the antics that happen with Tom and Jerry are you know, fi- it's whatever. It's Tom and Jerry, like what? It's a cat and mouse. They're chasing after each other. It's you know what you're going to get. And then it spends a, a lot of time, you know, with, you know, long stretches with Chloe Moretz talking to Colin Jost and, you know, his fiance and the suite and trying to, you know, work through things. And it's really the movie's about her and her, you know, trying to, you know, hold down this job that she's not qualified for. Um, but man, it's, this movie's unbearable. <laughs> uh, I, I can't, I can't really salvage anything from it. I, I was not, I was just, it it, it become, it's so fucking goofy and um and like the the voice acting is just very there's some strange voice acting stuff going on um, and uh, yeah I just uh, I was unamused that's the only thing I can say is I was unamused
1: by it <laughs> so you know um, the uh, Tom and Jerry like I mentioned at the intro there it's it's been around they've been around for eighty one years and I think the the biggest uh, thing anything can anyone can say about them as far as their legacy is that they inspired Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons. Uh, it's clearly a Tom and Jerry motif. Um, that said, if you ever go back and watch the original Tom and Jerry cartoons, they're they're funny uh, in that kind of just uh you know wordless way, but they're kind of eclipsed by stuff like ro- the Roadrunner and the Coyote in their sort of antics, but then the old cartoons are are horribly racist at times, uh, like a lot of those from the 40, 30s and forties are, is that they just they have these terrible stereotypes. Like Tom's owner, if you've ever if you've ever heard of Tom's owner, I, have either of you heard this? I told yeah. you, Cody. The oh, Tom's, I don't remember. Tom's oh, owner yeah, yeah. is a like a. a an African-American stereotype named Mammy Two-Shoes. I mean, it's just horrid stuff at this point. So, you know, there's not really something to go back to that's, like, to look back on fondly. Um, But that said, this movie uh, doesn't really approach that formula at all. Like, it just sort of throws these characters together as though they've never met and don't know anything about each other. Like, that's kind of the weird part of it, is that why is Tom in the city like he's there to like play piano and he dreams he's going to be opening for john legend it's a weird fucking thing <laughs> like it, it you know and this is where i bring up the beavis and butthead thing um because if you watch beavis and butthead do america like it starts with the uh the uh you know the premise of the show and then their tv gets stolen
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: what they were constantly doing in the original show so that's what sets them off on this adventure but this tom and jerry thing it nothing is like that it just They just happen to be two separate things in this, two separate creatures in the city that came together for no particular reason. And uh, also
2: there, it's like, again, I, and I know that this is nitpicking on a Tom and Jerry movie, but like their, their rivalry is not like fleshed, like, why don't they just leave each other the fuck alone? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for Tom to be hanging around other than, you know, having a grudge. Well, and a that's cat.
0: The, he's got a but, he's got a cat you know but,
1: but that's the that the was the point that was the point of the <laughs> the series you know the cartoon series though is that you know Jerry was a mouse in his yeah, house and he right. had to, you know so like this see, movie doesn't do that and it makes no sense and then then like you mentioned it has these long stretches where there's no Tom and Jerry at all and uh while we were watching it last night I this is a, a joke I sort of ripped off from rift tracks and Mystery Science Theater 3000 where it's like I just yelled out the name of the movie like while <laughs> nothing in the movie is happening because it's like Chloe Moretz talking to uh, Jordan Bolger or to Rob Delaney or Michael Pena or someone else for like a good five minutes. I'm just like, Tom and Jerry. Like, yeah. this is not a... What the fuck is this movie about? Why is yeah. it a Tom and Jerry movie? Like, why is it a Tom and Jerry movie? Why does it start with uh, pigeons singing A Tribe Called Quest? <laughs> what, what is that even about? Why is one of those pigeons sort of an omniscient narrator played by Tim Story, the director? Um, what the hell is happening in this movie? Yeah. Does, none of it makes any sense. None of, none of the setup makes any sense. It's just like this this stupid kids comedy that doesn't have any like bearing to what Tom and Jerry was. Not that it was much. It was cat and mouse fighting. But beyond that, it doesn't have anything to do with anything other than they're cartoons
2: you can only have cat cat and mouse fighting so many times so when you try to stretch it out into 90 minutes or 100 minutes or however long it is that's why they had to put in all the human stuff and the human stuff just isn't interesting enough to to set the story but it
1: does it has nothing to there's no like premise to it like that matches what's happening with the cat and mouse no no you know it's not like like, oh, it's
0: not you like know, Alvin the and the Chipmunks, where, like, you
1: know, the they have a handler. Or, <laughs> uh, I just, just thought Cal and
0: Jost was going to exactly. I thought he was going to be more involved with like Tom and Jerry. Like, I, I, you know, maybe not like in an owner way, but <laughs> sort of similar to how Alvin and the Chipmunks have what is it, Dave? I thought that was how it was going to play out. And instead, it was like this whole big other thing you know, with well, this ridiculous wedding,
1: and... By the way, like, they're supposed to be know, these massive influencers, like, hyper-famous, and their wedding was so poorly attended, and they <laughs> and they just walked into the hotel with, like, Jared's two people taking a their bitch. pictures. I know, meow. <laughs> like, Tom would You're say. the real cat.
0: I mean, they wrote uh, in on elephants, Jared. Come on.
1: Yeah, but I mean... Uh, uh, and I mean, it, it was, like, sort of a half-assed take on a hindu wedding like it was weird there was just not a not a lot of uh things happening there that made sense uh anyway it's this is a this is a bad boring movie um and you know i don't take any uh pleasure in uh you know saying that this is not uh bode well for tom and jerry but i think <laughs> they'd kind of run their run out the clock anyway because there's hasn't really been a tom and jerry thing They've been doing like weird uh, direct-to-video things where they're like put them in the Wizard of Oz and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's a weird, really. It's a very weird thing. Um. Anyway, grades, Jocelyn.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, with all that said, I still didn't. I I didn't not enjoy watching it. I I think afraid of what's gonna
2: come here. I still
0: (laughs) think (laughs) it was fun in its ridiculousness and in, in its absurdity, I'm, I'm going to do a straight C. Oh,
1: okay. Cody. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, I think that Chloe Moretz is enjoyable. It's an enjoyable performance from her. Um, I found, I found uh, Rob Delaney amusing. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, it's bad. I mean, the only thing I can see getting out of it is if is if you have some sort of nostalgia for the slapsticky cat and mouse Tom and Jerry style stuff, and even then, it's all pretty obvious, pretty lazy, um, and and quite honestly, kind of poorly made. So, uh, D plus for me.
1: I'd rather watch uh, uh, Rob Delaney's uh, buried set from Kimmel. Do you know which one I'm talking about, Cody? Mm-mm. There's <laughs> a there's a a, a, a stand up set from Jimmy Kimmel that. Supposedly Rob Delaney tried to have like scrubbed from the internet and it's just, he just bombs. Oh, wow. Um, I'd rather watch that again. And this, (laughs) this is a piece of shit. Um, I'm giving it a a straight D. There's a couple of little tiny things that make it not a D minus, but this is just a bad movie. Uh, But it is available on HBO Max right now. And it opened with really big numbers COVID standard wise at the box office. I
2: believe it is the second largest opening since the COVID era in the
1: theater, if I'm not it's mistaken. Something like 13 million, 14 million. Um, let me see where it ended up. Some poor sons of bitches took their kids to see this this weekend. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, uh, 13.7 million domestic.
1: So this is what you were mentioning earlier, Cody, where you think this might be the uh, day and date. um
2: I mean, yeah, it proves that day and date. I mean, it was available on HBO Max for free and it still made, you know, $14 million at the box office. That's not in in a pandemic when only half of the movie theaters are open. I mean, if you double the amount of movie theaters and, and put that at, you know, close to $30 million a weekend, that's not terrible.
1: How much how many people got home were like, Motherfuck, this thing is on HBO Max? <laughs> 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 yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, so uh, it's only
2: on there f- uh, for thirty-one days and then it it's off, so yeah, you know, get it while get <laughs> it, it while it's <laughs> <out. laughs> good. Yeah. Uh
1: all right, let's go ahead and move on to our next movie, Minari.
2: Okay. This just gets better and better. 어느 사람이 그랬어? 아니 저렇게 무거운 걸 어떻게 들었어? 그렇게 무거운 걸 혼자 들었어?
1: 아이고 자 어디 일어나 봐 옳지 자 오케이. 오케이 자 걸어봐
0: 아이고 아이고 스트롱 스트롱 보이, 음, 스트롱 보이, 음. 왜? 이런 소리 처음 들어봤어? 데이비사, 너는 스트롱 보이야. 할머니가 본 사람 중에서
2: 제일 스트롱 보이야.
1: 할머니. 어? 피피는 무슨 말이에요? 방아름이. This is a uh, Korean uh, language and uh, English drama. Um, we talked about it a little bit uh, at our uh, Best of the Year show. Cody, I believe this was your top movie of 2020? Yeah, number one. Um, it's st- the, Not a, a lot of unknowns. I think Steven Yuen is the best uh, known uh, star, uh, of course, from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember what else he was in, but Cody. Tell us about Minari and what you thought of it. I mean, it was your best movie of the year, so it must be yeah. good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, the best way to uh, describe Minari is that it is a American dream movie, right? It's about a, a family, a, a Korean family, who um, moved to Arkansas to like rural Arkansas um, to uh, onto a farm uh, to try to um, you know give the family a better life, and and so Stephen Yoon is the um, is the, uh, uh, the, the, the father of the family. He's got his wife and then two kids um, there. And, um, and basically, you know, they, they sort of kind of go through the struggles of trying to, you know, move to a new place while also trying to, um, you know, create this farm while also working. And then um, some point uh, in the middle of the movie, um, um, the, the wife, uh, who is played by Han Yiri, uh her mother comes to stay um, uh, to stay with them and um, and, and these kids uh, th- she comes from Korea and so the kids are kind of meeting and spending time with their grandmother for the first time um, and then they kind of try to h- handle those family dynamics. The boy played by Alan Kim is sort of skittish around the grandmother and that clip is actually the um, a, a, <laughs> a, a continuation of, of I think one of the better scenes in the movie um
1: they were yeah. They, yeah keep it yeah the b- basis of it is they the kids love mountain dew mountain yeah. water yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway they
0: call yeah. it mountain yeah. water
2: uh and i i just i really love love this movie i think it's a beautiful movie i think that um it's a really great american dream tale you know um it's got a lot of controversy in the golden globes tonight um because um it's nominated for best foreign language film and with the Golden Globes, you're not allowed to also be nominated for Best Picture. So last year, Parasite was not nominated for Best Picture for the Globes. And the controversy is that this movie is made by Lee Isaac Chung, who uh, was born in Denver. You know, he's an American director. Um, and uh, and it's an American story. It's a very American story. Um, uh, I think Steven Yun is incredible in the movie. I think that he's very, very good in a very subtle way. Um, and I think this is only like the second... Or third time that he's he's done a movie in Korean. He was in a movie called Burning last year, um, where he you know spoke Korean the whole movie, and um, and it's really interesting. It's a really interesting performance from him. Uh, the kids are great, um, especially uh, Alan Kim is really good. And then um, you know the the sort of best part about the movie for me is the grandmother played by uh, let's see Yoon Yu Yoo Jung. Uh she is kind of like the um the anchor point of the film because you know she comes in and um she's a she has a very strong personality and and she's trying to basically win over her uh her grandchildren but she has like a little bit of like a she's like kind of like rough around the edges a little bit. Well, she's you
1: know, more she's more Korean than they are cuz they're more yes. they've been growing up in America.
2: Yeah, right? and, and 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 I think that brings about the point that I think you know, along with the sweetness of the movie um, and the power of it, uh, it's kind of sneaky funny. Um, I think that there's a lot of really funny parts of it, um, so especially with the grandmother character and the way that she's talking to her children about or her grandchildren about being American. Um, like, there's a lot of dumb Americans jokes and stuff like that. Uh, the scene that you saw there with the with the pee is is a very funny part of the movie. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I can't – there's not enough good things I can say about it. Just perform- performances from the cast up and down. Um, I will say if there's one drawback, there's a character played by Will Patton um, who plays this kind of like religious nut neighbor kind of character. Um, I don't really know that the Will Patton stuff adds to the movie in any positive particular way for me um it's not enough to detract because i think his presence is totally fine um but i don't think that it adds anything it
1: feels like it's like in a in a traditional film like that would be building to something yeah but it doesn't ever really happen and i yeah. mean i assume it's based on something that happened in real life since
2: yeah i would have to think so but yeah but i mean what it is i mean it's it's just a movie about you know the trials and tribulations that uh, of trying to assimilate and and also the strain that it puts on, you know, the marriage, especially when, you know, one person, you know, is wants something and the other person wants something different. You know, it's, it's, you know, the, 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 the wife does not want to leave California and they move from California to, to Arkansas. So, um, yeah, I think it's a really special movie and um, easily my top of
1: last year. Jocelyn, what about you?
0: Um, I think it's funny you said that that uh, sort of side character never really kind of, um, you know, builds into something because that's sort of how I felt the whole movie for me. Uh, It never really got to where I thought it needed or it was going. Like, I, I loved it and I loved I thought it was telling a beautiful story, everything that Cody just said. But for me, it really kind of never reached, I think, a point where I was satisfied with where we were. Instead, I think what we got was like this, you know, sort of um, like Cody also mentioned sort of this uh, discussion on marriage or, you know, showing the relationship of the, the, the Uh, mother and the father in this family and then I was a little disappointed because for me it was like all of a sudden just Korean marriage story and I I literally thought that I was like oh now I'm just watching Korean marriage story you know where it's like about just this particular marriage where I thought it was going to be something more like something bigger and something more beautiful and so that disappointed me a little bit um just because I I really think it had a lot of potential and I thought it was really going in this really awesome direction and I loved all the grandmother stuff with the little boy. Like, that was so good. It was so good. And then it just kind of fell flat.
1: You know, um, I'm going to agree with you a little bit on that, Jocelyn. I do think it's... I I don't want to use this derogatorily, uh, but a Slice of Life comes to mind where there's not really... um, You know, there's not really a destination in mind there's not a you know there's not a real story arc i don't think there's a if there is a story arc in this movie i don't know that it's terribly obvious uh if you want to call like the the sort of stresses on the marriage uh, and then the uh you know the grandmother's arrival and then sort of abrupt um you know dropping out of the plot for you know a specific reason um yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's bad. I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's less than, but it is does feel like it's sort of missing a little something. Um, and you know, I'm again, this is uh, written by uh, the, you know, Chung on the, like based on his life in rural Arkansas. So I don't imagine that anything is, you know not uh, you know it's based on his real experiences and that's what he drew from but it does feel a little like it is missing just a little bit of something to kind of uh make the transition because i don't know that it ever that it ends in a place that is much different than where it started for me plot wise and um yeah i mean it's the performances are great that you know that the there is some wickedly funny stuff like the pea scene and then uh there's a great scene um it is a church Cody mm-hmm. with uh, there's a girl that uh, mm-hmm. just starts saying like, like it's little nonsense kids talking nonsense <laughs> asking if it comes close to something in Korean and the daughter is like, Oh yeah, that's a word for something. I mean, it's just, it's, it's innocent sort of stuff like that, that I think, um you know, I think this movie has, um you know, has a, a certain sort of optimism to it, some innocence to it. Like there's no, you know, there's no bad guy. I guess you could say, um, it's just sort of circumstance and and um, you know, differences of opinion that that happen. But um, I, I think it's good. I think it's missing something that makes it really great, though. Anyway, Cody, what's your grade?
2: Uh, a minus for me. Um, like I said, I, uh, uh, I I haven't. It's been a while since I've watched it a couple times, but I haven't seen it in a few. Um, a couple months, but, um, yeah, I, I just think that the, that the ensemble performances, um, and, and I, and I, I don't, I can't speak to what you feel like it's missing, but whatever it is, I think it's there. <laughs> uh, you know, cause to me, it feels like a complete movie. If anything, it feels like, you know, the, the heart and the core of the movie is this relationship between grandson and grandmother. And I think, uh, through that lens, and then also looking at, looking at it through, you know, the lens of Steven Yeun's character, you know, trying to do what he feels like in his in his mind is the best thing for his family. But um, doing it at the expense of, you know, the happiness of that family. Um, it's an interesting dynamic that I think uh, is enjoyable once enjoyable. Yeah, I'll say enjoyable to watch.
1: Cle- clearly, the chicken, uh, the chicken pr- plant should have blown up, Cody. That's
2: what should have <laughs> it is missing. Well, it they is were mi-
1: sexing chickens. It should have yeah. blown up. No. Anyway, Jocelyn.
2: No,
0: nothing like that. Nothing like, you know, some grand ending, but just something that tied <laughs> it all together. I wasn't being serious. No, I know. But I think okay. that, that that's like what I think maybe some people might take our criticism to be like, oh, we just needed something to happen. But that's not it. Sure, it's almost sure. like something that just tied it all together for me, I think would have been better or some, just something to kind of make sense of everything that had happened in a nice way would have been would have been just the real like, you know, icing on the cake for an already really lovely movie. I'm going back and forth, but I I think I'm going to go with a B plus.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go straight up B. I think the performances are really good. I think there's some really great stuff in here. I just think it's, like I said, missing something uh, a little bit that, that pushes it over into, into greatness. Um, But I mean, it's, it is a really beautiful movie and it is a really, um, you know, I mean, a very American dream story, like you said, Cody, and it's, puzzling that just because it's partly in korean people think it's a foreign language film i mean i don't yeah the rules are weird all that shit so. I'll,
2: I'll be interested to see if it wins tonight um at the globes for foreign
1: language film. i don't even know what it's up against
2: another round um and uh gosh i, I would have to think about it there's there's a few others that we've seen but another round is kind of like the favorite for the oscars um yeah that it's up against. But it's getting a lot of nominations elsewhere. I, I foresee it um, potentially being a, an Oscar player, at least in nominations, um, when we get those announcements, whenever the hell. It's so strange to be heading into March and the Oscar nominations <laughs> haven't <laughs> even been announced.
1: Mm-hmm. It used to be March, didn't
2: it? For the ceremony. Yeah, but the nominations aren't even out. Nominations mm-hmm.
1: used to come out in, like, January. Yeah. You All fool. right. <laughs> they <laughs> moved it at one point to February. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our last movie Billie Eilish The World's a Little Blurry. Bop, bop! Keep going. Wait. No, no. Billy passed her test. She can drive now. Ooh. I can be alone, though. That's what's important. This is my parents' bed, and I sleep in here because I'm scared of monsters in my room. <laughs> Billy. Oh! I love you.
0: Why can't we just miss people, though? Why do we have to cope? Why can't we just let it happen? Because
1: it hurts. I
0: can't believe my dream car is in my driveway. We're getting
2: the car with all the safety bells and whistles oh. something. <laughs> Are you guys okay?
0: Hey, you guys need to be okay, because y'all are the reason I'm okay, okay?
1: This is a documentary about uh, Billie Eilish, who, of course, is a mega pop star now. Um, This documentary seemed to begin, I guess, a little before she exploded into this huge, giant star. Um. Also at 17 years old, which is crazy. Uh, Jocelyn, tell us about Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, and what you thought of it.
0: Sure. Um, Yeah, Uh, exactly like what you said. It's right before she gets super crazy famous. Like, for the first half of the movie, you are watching her and her brother um, make a record in their freaking, you know, bedrooms, which is just crazy. And I had heard that, thought it was a gimmick, you know, thought like, okay, for sure. Like, well, s- that that can't be possible, and it it's legitimate. Like they are literally recording it in their bedroom, and it's pretty incredible. And um, and it gave me a bigger appreciation for her as a talented artist. Um, as I told you too, I am hashtag Team Lizzo in this situation, uh, I, which you for, guys didn't even know was a thing. But I don't even
1: what is there a, <laughs> is there a beef between no, them? No. There's-
0: there's not what what the hell are you talking about what happened was um and that's kind of where the documentary leads to um is the grammys like i mean if you saw the nominations it was like it was all lizzo all her and i mean for me i was just like so excited to sit down and watch lizzo win some grammys and and billy eilish just like got every single one it was like you know, watching one of those award shows where everyone's like, again, you know, and so that being said, I was very happy to go and see this and to see like just how talented she is and not only she is, but how talented her brother is as a producer. Like, I don't think he gets enough credit. Like he is writing the songs. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah, no, he's most
0: of the songwriting is him.
1: Yeah. And so, it's always um, there's always a man behind a woman, John. Come on.
0: <laughs> no, it no. reminded me. It reminded me of like uh Mark Ronson and um Amy Winehouse, where you have like this incredible talented person who's really kind of not troubled. She's definitely not as troubled as Amy Winehouse, but she struggles a lot with like um feeling mediocre with what people her fans are gonna think um about what she's doing and all those things. And then you have like this this brother who is like really kind of like her little. Um, Compass, And he helps her through that. And it's really beautiful to see and also to see her family and and just how, you know, how much they support her. Um, So I really liked all that. Um, Also, there's a really funny thing with Bieber, with Justin Bieber in the movie that I really enjoyed. Like when I got to see her, you know, meet him and, and nerd out. It was really cute, and um, he, you know, kind of formed this little relationship with her that I really loved to see. Um, and it was kind of cool to see, kind of behind the scenes of all that. Um, and then a- again, just leading up to the Grammys, where she just swept. Um, and like I said, I, I was really disappointed that night because you know my favorite artist didn't win. I mean, she won like three, but she was up against <laughs> Billy, like and. All of those categories, but all the major ones, like, I mean, Lizzo got like best urban album, you know, it was like, oh, she's a black woman and she can't win like best record of the year. You know what I mean? It was like, she got all the ones that were like, oh, R&B or like, I don't know anything about the (laughs) Grammy. I don't know anything
1: about the Grammys. So I have no (laughs) horse in this race. What is the difference between, do you know the difference between song of the year and record record of the year?
0: year? I don't think there is a song of the year. It's record of the year.
1: No, it literally, she won.
2: I Song believe one is a producing award and one is a and like a songwriting award, if I'm not hmm. mistaken. I, I think the distinction between the two is like one is production and one is uh writing. The exactly. Grammys
1: the Grammys are a joke, by the way. <laughs> they are a flat out joke because it's all popular music.
0: Well, anyway. you know, I again just was obsessed with Lizzo last year and that album and then now I'm going back and I'm giving Billie Eilish, a, a, another chance because you know hers was also great, and I think this documentary helped me see that. And um, it's long, but I really loved it. I I liked this. Um, oh, I was going to say it is very typical, like you know, she's a seventeen-year-old rock star, and and there's some moments where that is very apparent. There, you saw one in the van where she's like saying like, well, why do we have to? And it's like, okay, you, you know, there's a camera on you and you're pretending to be philosophical and you kind of got to roll your eyes, but she's 17 years old. So you kind of give her a pass.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Cody, what about you?
2: By the way, I just want to point out my definition and explanation was exactly right. Uh, song <laughs> song of, song of the year is the songwriter who who wrote the lyrics, and then record of the year is the performing artist, the producer, the recording engineer of the thing. So one's a writing, one's a producing one. Um, <laughs> so wait, you mean the thing which? that
0: you the the thing that you googled before the show is still correct?
2: Yeah, I'm just glad it. I was just waiting for one of you to wait, wait, say wait, that wait, well. wait. Which
1: wait, which one is which again? Song
2: of the Year is the Songwriting Award. Record of the Year is the Production Award. Okay. Yeah.
1: And they're a joke because those two can really never be separated, can they?
2: Sure. I mean, music and lyrics can be written by someone who performs. Someone who performs can be different. But what I'm saying is like...
1: Like
0: Best Director and Best Picture.
1: Right. Like you can't... Yeah.
0: But I mean... Credibility-wise. But the Oscars have it too, so...
1: Grammys can have it also. Anyway. Anyway.
2: um, So, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of Billie Eilish knowledge going into this. Um, Can't say that I'm a fan. Not that I'm against it, but I just haven't been exposed to her music. Um, And I I typically like music documentaries quite quite a bit. And I think one of the more interesting things about it is that I'm glad that we didn't get aversion cuz when cuz when i hear like 16 17 year old mega superstar i'm going to think that this is going to be dripping with entitlement and um and like arrogance or something like that and she's she's not that at all and i think it's refreshing um you know she is down to earth and in the struggles that she has really um and who knows how much of this is you know for the camera i don't th- i think i've found it to be authentic but um you know not wanting to you know let people down with a bad performance you see her like on stage like leave because she's she doesn't feel comfortable giving a half-assed performance because she gets hurt and injured in the middle of a had a a pretty rowdy sprained ankle yeah um like nba style yeah with the where that goes like sideways um so i and i think I, i agree i think that the i think that the where the movie struggles is is i and i won't say that it's like rudderless but it does lack some sort of um, defining quality of, of, like, this is the story it's trying to tell. This is the message it's trying to send. It really is sort of, like, fly on the wall following her around. But there's no narration. There's no graphics on the screen, really, that that kind of tell you what's going on. Um, and so you're just watching this stuff take place over an undetermined amount of time. And, you know, it, it does a lot of things really interestingly. But it doesn't do one thing really great. And I think that's the thing that kind of holds it back. First and foremost, you know, it's like two hours and 20 minutes. It's long. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of, like, extended musical performance uh, performances in it. So I think people who are fans of hers are going to eat this up, and I think they're going to love it. Um, I can't imagine someone going into this blind and, and, and getting a ton out of it. But – like the the relationship between her and her brother legitimately interesting right the 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 idea that they're writing this mega huge album that wins 6 grammys and they're and he's doing it like on a macbook in logic and you know she's recording on sitting on a bed in their in their childhood home like
0: with towels over like studio yeah. you know like
1: uh, yeah I, I mean the of that the most fascinating thing to me was uh they're writing and producing the uh, No Time to Die theme song. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, like, you, you're you hearing it, and you're clearly like, this is a spot-on James Bond theme song. And she's still like, man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they do it in one night. I'm like, this is exactly what this is supposed to be.
2: Right, right. Well, and, and it's... And it's, it's I, I love shit like that. I love watching, like, studio footage of... Stuff I know, like, I, I find that <laughs> endlessly fascinating. Um, and especially with this, but that's only a part of it, you know. You see her, you know, try to deal with a relationship, which uh, is is not my favorite part of the movie. But um, that boy was trash, <laughs> he
0: was
1: in like, he was,
0: but that's what you do when you're a 17 year old girl, you know, you you date guys you, you, that are wrong for you that treat you bad, but he and- was
1: also like bafflingly. <laughs> unconcerned with the massive success she
0: was having? I mean, yeah. but that is like when you're said se- w- that is probably appealing to someone like her. You didn't date a bad, bad boy age. when
2: you were 17, Jared. You didn't <laughs> have well, a bad I'm, boy I'm, I'm just
1: saying like if I had been uh headlining uh Coachella, like my b- boyfriend at 17 would have probably been there. <laughs> like he would have probably wanted to come hang out backstage. I don't know. I mean, I mean this yeah, guy there's... just must uh, yeah, anyway.
2: And I honestly I like the looks where you can see her being a teenager. Like the idea that she meets like Orlando Bloom backstage <laughs> at a show <laughs> and has to and like does not quite put together that Katy Perry's, you know, husband or fiance or whatever
1: is Orlando Bloom <laughs> <laughs> Who is Will Turner from Pirates of the Caribbean. Pir-
2: yeah. yeah. Uh is is it's funny. There's some funny stuff. I think the Bieber stuff is really um it, it's you know, it's it's interesting because again, we're talking about like it, it it does a lot of things but not one thing really well because there is something super interesting in that Bieber story of of like the the reversal of seeing the um, like like the way that Billie Eilish reacts to Justin Bieber is the way that people react her fans, to her now. Yeah. And I think that parallel is super interesting and it's kind of explored, but it's like it's doing these other things. It's it's showing their family and the supportive parents but it's 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 too snapshotty and it's too um, you know, fly on the wall kind of slice of life kind of thing to really make a, an impact. And I wish that it had more to say about, you know, superstardom or, you know, overnight success or being a teenager who's trying to deal with all this stuff. Like it's in glimpses, but it's passing. And I wish that they would have spent more time developing maybe like a thesis behind the documentary.
1: Yeah, because, you know, the the movie sort of the the documentary sort of starts in the middle of her like rise to success. You know, she's recording um her album. Uh you see them writing and recording it. Obviously a song like Bad Guy and All the Good Girls Go to Hell. Those are huge hits now. And you see the genesis of those songs and you see that she's in this there's in this modest LA house Um, and then she's leaving to go tour. And it never really quite squares those two, I think, in a way that's satisfying enough. Because, you know, this is clearly made with her cooperation uh, and, you know, the family's cooperation from the get-go. So, again, I don't know how much of it is, you know, just sort of a vision they wanted to put out there. I'd like to think that it's pretty true to life. Because apparently from what I understand, she still lives with her parents. And I mean, she, there's a, there's a scene at the end where her and her brother are talking about how they're multimillionaires. And, uh,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a great, there's a great quote that I, I can't remember if it's her or Phineas that says it, but, but she says something like we have millions of dollars, but we're not millionaires." Oh yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, but, You know, it's she's uh,
0: seventeen, so she's not an adult. You know, well, she's
1: She's nineteen now. now. Uh,
0: Well, but I mean, in the movie, when she's staying when she's sure,
1: sure, but I mean, it doesn't mean that you. I mean, uh, from what I, like I said, from what I understand, she still lives at that house.
0: Oh, I see, I see.
1: Uh, You know, and I think that there's, um, you know, she has some clearly some sort of uh, depression issues, and then uh, uh, has Tourette's, which I didn't know um it seems to uh kind of express it uh, you know she's not the kind of stereotypical sort of Tourette's it's sort of uh like she triggered gets really by like out, fatigue like, and but stuff but she gets really like like kind of head jerky and her eyes kind of bug out um yeah um you know it, it's a very very interesting story and it you know it's something i had no idea about her like i thought it was all just some sort of you know, you 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 get these like young pop stars and it's usually some sort of manufactured thing.
2: Like money has been funneled into the product right. kind of thing.
1: Right. And you know, there's clearly, you know, it's not just her and her brother in the bedroom. Like there's the you know, w- when they win the Grammy again and they're backstage, you see like two old white guys high five because they're like the engineers that mastered it. But um you know, and the family is is clearly uh one of those sort of creative
0: Yes, I mean uh, her famous. middle name is Pirate.
1: Yeah, I mean this was you know her dad ruled. By the way, uh, <laughs> he ruled. I mean he's just like so quiet and like was that scene where he's combing his mustache? Oh, was great. I know, I loved that part. Too. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's super fascinating. It's so long though, yeah. um, and I do agree with Cody. It's a little, it gets a little rudderless at times because it's just sort of a, um, you know, there's a lot of extended musical performances, which you know I, I don't mind. I. I you know i'm in the same boat with cody it's just not something i've been exposed to i've heard her music before and i it gave me a new appreciation for it um you know i think the uh, you know the most striking thing being someone who's older is uh you know like oh she had her first song released when she was 13 which was six years ago so it's like it's all this video is recorded on like an iphone 7 <laughs> like oh you know no big deal um yeah, you, you know, it, it's the, the passage of time, uh, I think, is something that, you know, it it uh, it could have been a bigger part of this story is that, you know, you know, she's goes from, you know, there's, she's 13 years old when she has her first song played on the radio. And then she's 17 years old when this is happening and she's touring the world, um, headlining Coachella. Um, I mean, just massively, massively famous and massively talented, too. Um, And, you know, the Bieber thing is um, Bieber thing. You know, she was clearly a Bieber fan uh, being of the right age. The Bieber thing maybe feels a little opportunistic from Justin Bieber. Um,
0: (laughs) Jumping on that bandwagon,
1: you know, um, uh, you know, and then there's another uh, there's another uh, uh, thing. Like you said, Cody, it doesn't have any uh, graphics except like for the cities. And there's a a scene where she's uh, at a concert performing, and another dude comes out and like starts singing with her, and the audience goes nuts. I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> and I told <laughs> yeah. my wife, like, I, this is where I, like my old ass needs supers for everyone that comes on so, screen.
0: So I think that was her boyfriend.
1: No, it wasn't her boyfriend. It was a different guy. No? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because okay. her boyfriend's a rapper, but he's not. He's no one that, like I
0: that. I had assumed that that was like them introducing him into the movie. Like this is. No,
1: because no, I n- no, the boyfriend is a weird story because he's clearly trash, like in a way that, like, he doesn't. Uh,
0: Jared, you you sound I'm like such a, such a bitch. A, no, you can sound like a dad, it's adorable, but he's <laughs> like, but he's like
1: he's clearly you're
0: not good enough for her,
1: <laughs> he clearly doesn't give a shit, and the movie clearly paints that, but you never really see him except in like fleeting glimpses, it's weird, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, once it got to the intermission like it pops up intermission and mm-hmm. i i turned to my wife like how fucking long is this thing <laughs> <laughs> and it's 2 hours and 20 minutes long and that's too long yeah it's um, too long you know it's very it's very very interesting and it gave me a uh, much broader appreciation for billie eilish i still don't know like kind of i guess the jury's still out on what kind of performer she'll become Right, yeah, you I think know, that's what
0: everyone's sort of interested in watching, and and she's very in control of her uh, whole thing. Like she has, she did some concert where she like briefly showed like some nudity, and everyone went crazy. And she was like, "This is for me to do. Like I'm an artist, and I'm going to be very, um, what's the word? Just very like in control of my how you how you see me." And she so, was
1: na- she was nude. Yeah, I, she. I think she the did thing some was
0: video where I the, she had like brief nudity in it, and she was trying to say like basically, I'm going to do what I want with my body. Y'all are going to get mad at me no matter what, so just you know get used to it. Basically, there,
2: there's a deeper story to that, I think, because I think that had to do with her like wearing baggy clothes. Well, all and, the time. I, and she does what that.
0: So she talks about like she does that because she doesn't want people to have any opinion on and, and I love that. Like there's things like that where you're like, God, she is so in control of like just her thing, you know, like, sorry who she is, you know? And I just, for a 17 year old, it's just so refreshing to see. Um, and I think she's a great role model model, you know, for those reasons.
1: Yeah. There, there is a little talk in that in the movie about her being a role model. Um, I guess they have some sort of manager, Who, uh, yeah, who was talking about how, you know, drugs and alcohol and stuff to avoid. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. yeah, Well, they were talking about how how she she was going to put out something that was anti drug and alcohol and not wanting to put that out there because someday when she decides that she may want to drink or something that that'll get thrown back in her face.
0: And that's exactly the same thing about like how what she wears and how her appearance. It's sort of a similar kind of thing that she um, wants to be, you know, aware of, I guess.
1: Anyway, anyway, grades, Jocelyn.
0: Oh, gosh. Um, I, I forgot I had to do this part. I, <laughs> you know, I, I think, like, obviously, I, I kind of got interested in her a couple years ago, didn't know a lot about her. This really, I think, even if you know nothing about her, is just uh, a really fascinating kind of look behind the scenes into, you know, pop culture and all that good stuff. So um, I really liked it. I'm going to give it a B plus.
1: B+, plus, Cody.
2: Yeah, I, like I said before, I think that it's too long, um, and I think that the interesting stuff uh, is is uh, is is spread too thin. Like I would have watched a documentary about her and her brother, and then th- through the making of that album, and been like, fine, I, that would have been it would have <laughs> been great. Uh, but there's just too much, too much, too much. Uh, but it's good, B minus.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Cody. It's 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 good. It is too much, and it's a little too unfocused. So uh, I'm going to go with a uh, straight up B. Uh, this is available now on Apple TV Plus. That is going to do it for this week. Next week, Cody, what the hell is happening next week? Well, we have
2: coming to America next oh, week. Oh yes, uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um. We also have uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, the new Disney movie. Uh-huh. Um. And Another then,
1: premium release. Uh, I, yeah. I'm I'm uh, this is the first time they've done that since Mulan.
2: Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we've got a couple other maybes. We'll, we'll talk about them. There's some uh, there's some stuff opening like Paramount plus is launching with the new SpongeBob movie. Uh, um, Sponge I, qu- on the I actually
1: run. I actually quite enjoyed the last SpongeBob oh, movie.
2: The last SpongeBob movie is great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really liked it a lot. Um I, did, were you there at that press screening where it was like it was like me, Kiko, and I think maybe
1: you I don't remember I was, there. If it was
2: you, and like we were all like loving it while people yeah, we no, were it was watching great. it.
1: They gave us uh like SpongeBob 3D glasses, like commemorative <laughs> glasses, do you remember that?
2: Yeah, I do. But I just remember like all of us really enjoying it and finding it so strange that we all really liked it. Um so uh uh and then there's uh maybe another movie that's coming out on Hulu um that we may cover. I don't know.
1: We'll see. Yeah, um speaking of oh, coming
2: to uh, I'm sorry. Uh if it's opening if we can get a screener Chaos Walking is coming out this on the 5th. I don't know. Which what is, is the
1: it's uh, the Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland movie that's been delayed a thousand times. Oh, yes, yes. Um yeah, uh speaking of coming to America, again, you can enter our contest to win a ticket, a code for the virtual premiere on Thursday night. Uh just t- go to uh iTunes Leave a uh, leave a review on iTunes of this show, a five star review of the Cinesnob Podcast. Take a screenshot of it, email that screenshot to podcast at Cynasnob.net and you will be entered to win. We'll announce the winners on Tuesday. Uh anything else? Mm, Listen to our listen to our other shows that Mm -hmm. haven't been updated in a while. Um The Ramble, um blah blah blah. Jocelyn, what about you? How's it pool? Oh, Uh,
0: you know, my (laughs) no, I was just thinking of um, how coming to America was kind of like something that I, uh, you know, hadn't seen until like literally just a couple years ago. It was reminded me of uh, good willow hunting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice plug. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, This week. Oh, God. um, This week is the (laughs) running man. The, uh, Which
1: is uh, being remade uh, by by Edgar, uh, by Edgar Wright? Wright. Yeah. yeah,
0: the Running Man is that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah,
1: Gregory Hines. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen that either. I haven't seen that in a long time.
2: Yeah, we're that one's that's paired with um, a it, John Candy movie. Uh, there's, some oh, John in, Candy? Uh, there's some game show host in the.
1: There's some game show host in the Running Man. I Uncle Buck. Who? No, we already
2: no, did we, we did Uncle Buck already. That's right. Richard Dawson is who you're talking about, isn't Running Man? Um, But no, we're uh, we're doing. uh, Let's see, Armed and Dangerous. Ooh, I don't think I ever saw that one.
0: Same.
2: Yeah, it's it's John Candy, Eugene Levy. Robert loja and Meg Ryan
0: oh Eugene Levy who is gonna win a golden Globe tonight for shit's crazy I'm like hoping how...
2: that the Ted lasso wins Golden Globes tonight that would be great I just finished yeah. I, I watched it the third time through I cool, <laughs> I
1: still haven't seen it I've heard nothing but great things
0: Cody so. made me watch it and I loved it it's really good
1: yeah uh yeah if you want to reach us you can email us podcast at synesttop.net find us on Twitter at synisttop Facebook synesttop critic uh no synesttop net on Facebook yeah uh yeah find us on YouTube um, you know, we're Twitch. Hi, Twitch. We're live now. Anything else before we go?
2: Now we got seven minutes until the uh the ceremony, the Golden so. Globes. All right. Uh, on that note, I am Jared Kingery. Oh, and by the way, the Golden Globes mean nothing; they're stupid awards. Uh, I'm Cody Vianya,
0: <laughs> and I'm Jocelyn Durand.
2: God, ah,
1: hold on. Thank ah. you for listening to the Cine Snob podcast. To read reviews, interviews, and more, visit cinesnob.net. See you next week.